0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back with me, Valerie Williams here of Dimensional Talent Streams. I also want to invite you all to follow me on TW3radio.com every Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I also would like for you to join me on my YouTube channel, Dimensional Talent Streams, where I also have additional content up there as well. So let us get started. We're gonna be talking today about recapturing identity, a look into client opportunity. So let's dive in. The prospective client, Um, I'm going to kind of take us back to some basics, some foundational stuff, which I know that we are all aware of, but sometimes we have to take a look at our foundations, especially now that everything is opening up after COVID-19. We really have to think about how are we engaging our prospective clients. So I want to look at that and addressing that conversation with your prospective clients for the very first time. Now we have an idea of how the conversation is gonna flow as we're leading the conversation, but what we should also be aware of, of how we want to engage the client in terms of getting to know the client personally, setting the client at ease by getting them to open up and to talk about themselves. Now, establishing relationship um, as a part of dealing with our prospective clients, because as this is done, this allows you to take note of some very key things in terms of how you can additionally serve your prospect and foster relationship even later on. Also, discerning and trying to get a vibe for your potential client. This is important as we can tend to be so focused on the end results, getting that sale, getting that sign up, uh, whatever niche that you're in, whatever product that you are trying to promote. But in getting that sale, um, what is that next thing that we actually need to be doing? fostering that relationship, having in the back of our mind that not only are we trying to get business from that prospect, but we are also trying to establish a relationship, understanding that we don't know the individual's walk of life. We don't know their experiences, if they've been through something or just where they are in their particular lives. Now, you're not only establishing yourself as an authority, but you're also trying to build in the sense of getting the client to actually trust you. Now, there are different levels of customer relationships. As we're speaking with our prospective clients within a given day, there will be clients that we know what the, uh, that we're going to have different uh, levels of relationship with them as we are talking and as we are establishing relationship. When we think of our own personal day-to-day relationships outside of business, you know, we have our friends, we have our, our colleagues at work, even our colleagues that we have at work, we have different relationships with those colleagues that we work with the same when we are establishing relationship and engaging our clients. So just as there will be different relationships, determine the type or the level of relationship that you'll have with your prospective clients. Some various relationships, as I mentioned, your prospect, your colleagues, clients, you know, even down to family members and close friends. Whoops what are you actually learning from your clients? This is also something to ask yourself and have in the back of your mind when you're having these conversations with your prospects. Are you thinking also about what you can learn from them? Are there some takeaways that you can actually learn from through your prospects? Um, is, there, is that potential client someone that you can, that can assist you in the future via a collaboration or with a business that they have that they would benefit from you in some way? And speaking to one of my potential clients who actually happened to be from Texas, she was a hairstylist and she had three, three or four other businesses. And one of those other businesses, aside from her being a hairdresser, is that she helped people build their own business. She also uh, helped them on the IT side. She also helps them do their logos and get established um, as a particular business within their designated states. Now, I met her in a small business group. Um, that I happened to join just to kind of establish some connections, um, get to know other businesses that are within my community, see what the needs are to try to be able to help. So for me, it wasn't about only getting the sale, but also again, establishing relationship, seeing what needs out there and how I could fulfill those needs. So the name of this particular prospect, the name of their business actually caught my attention. And that's how um, the conversation and me establishing relationship got started. Well, to make a long story short, we, you know, began to engage one another, even got on a Zoom call, got to know one another better. And I began to ask her some real questions like, you know, what are you looking to do next within your businesses? How do you want to take your business to the next level? What are the needs that you have within your businesses within your businesses? And she was so surprised because she had said that no one had ever asked her that question before, and it really caused her to think. And she really thanked me for challenging her and stretching her paradigm to go back and revisit why she got back into business and what, you know, how she can grow her business even further. And as a result, I was able to share my opportunity, my business platform with her, and we are doing some further collaboration together. And so that is an example of establishing relationship, um, finding out what her needs were finding out um, how she can grow her business, and then coming in and introducing my platform, my opportunity, and how my platform can help take her business to the next level. It also afforded me the opportunity to do some additional collaboration with her. Um, where she is going to come on as a guest to the radio station, so that you guys will be able to hear her and hear her story. She has an amazing testimony as to how she got into business and how she dealt with adversity, and um, just just a wonderful testimony that she has. So she'll be coming on as a guest of mine on TW Three Radio uh, very shortly, probably within the next week or so. So stay tuned for that. But I wanted to share that with you guys so that you can see opportunity as as well. When we're engaging our clients and building these relationships, what can develop from engaging, from fostering these relationships, um, and the doors and the opportunities that come about when we really engage and foster relationship with our potential clients and prospects. The next phase of dealing with our prospects and just establishing identity um, with our prospects and clients is dealing with expectation and talking about expectation and dealing with expectation upfront when you are talking with your client. And there are three aspects of expectation. They are defining, refining, and confining defining, refining, and confining. Now, defining affects how you understand and actually how you see things as well as others. It affects how you see and understand Everything that is within your life, not only within your business, but how you're going to interact, not only with clients, but people in general. So when we begin to have expectations of people, we begin to define them either in a positive or in a negative light. When we are refining the way you act, it's really the way you act and you react. The expectations that you place in your business, yourself, and other areas of your life. This can all affect what level of your business and life is going to take. So recognizing and speaking to the positive, the good in prospects and the new clients, as well as yourself, everything truly does begin with us. So those three aspects of expectation are the defining, the refining, and the confining. Now, let's talk a little bit more about this confining aspect, which is the third aspect. Um, The confining, again, it can be in both the positive as well as the negative. The confining, this can limit your place on yourself by your own expectations. So the very expectations that you have can be confining you and limiting you. And that can be in a positive way or in a negative way. You're regulated by your own expectations within your daily activities. Be committed to accomplishing. Ask yourself, what do I expect of myself in my daily activities? What am I accomplishing and what am I committed to? What do I expect from myself, my prospects, my clients, and even in my own business? Meaningful conversations, having those meaningful conversations. We talked about the establishing um, expectation, making that very clear, defining it, redefining it and confining those um, expectations. But as you're in your conversation with your prospects and your clients, the goal is to recapture their identity to recapture their identity, the essence of who they are and what they're passionate about, what they love to do, their skills, um, their values, their gifts, um, their talents. And this may come through learning something new that um, that they come into this birthing of new discovery, of something that they love that they never would have realized um, hence that they took advantage of an opportunity. I think of myself with uh, the platform that I have, the TW3 platform within my business of Dimensional Talent Streams. That what it has, that platform, what that has afforded me, I mean, I, it has opened up um, avenues of writing. I love to write, but it has opened up fresh new avenues with copywriting, with doing blogs, Now, had I not grabbed a hold and recognized the opportunity of this platform and being willing to learn some new things, I would have never had the self-discovery of loving um, ad copy, loving blogging, which is a more of a deeper level of my writing skills. I would have never taken my book I have about two or three books and I never would have taken that to the next level by actually getting them written and in the um, editing stages of my first book. Um, So that is an example of really recapturing somebody's identity by pulling out their gifts, their talents, and their values. So think about that when you're talking about When you are talking with your clients, when you're talking with your prospects, these meaningful conversations, these three aspects of expectation, and really thinking about knowing, even going beyond thinking about, but you're recapturing identities, which is so huge. Now, let's continue on. Now, I shared, you know, a conversation that I had with one of my clients and how I asked her some questions about her business and how she got into business, what she was looking to do in her business and how the questions I was asking surprised her. But it just evolved into um, more interaction and more interaction Um, And this was long before I started to introduce her to the TW3 platform. It was just getting to know her, what she does, what she's passionate about, um, where she's struggling in her business. And she really got comfortable with where she was in business. Um, She thought that where she was, she, yes, was having a level of success, But she got comfortable with where she was until I really asked her, well, what are you looking to do next? How do you want to take your businesses to the next level? She really had to stop and think. She really was stuck in the day-to-day tasks of assisting people and getting their businesses up and running. She just totally forgot that there is more, that there is so much more. But that led into me doing some additional coaching and mentoring and training with her, and um, some more collaborations that I mentioned to you earlier. So that is an example of how I recaptured her identity by letting her know that where she is now is not all that is left in her life. There is so much more. You know, you we hear Terry uh, Wilson. The, the the founder and owner of the Terry Wilson 3 platform. He has a book, and you hear him every now and then he'll talk about you know you, you are worth so much more. And it is so absolutely true. So let's continue on and again dig a little deeper into this whole recapturing identity. Um, you know, I had I was reading an article. It had to deal with cryptocurrency, and we'll get a little bit more into that, into the into that, and how that relates. So I don't want to give the goodies away, but um, uh, that is what really struck me. They mentioned about recapturing identity, and that just really hit struck me and hit me home. And so, hence this presentation today. So let's dig a little bit deeper into recapturing identity. So, thinking of your initial conversation as capturing the data of the individual, when you are establishing your relationship with your prospect and your client, you're capturing data. Um, you know, aside from what is being written on paper, you are further enhancing their identity or capturing, recapturing their real identity that they may not have fully tapped into due to whatever various reasons. One being the right opportunity, which we'll go more into depth later as we get into this presentation. An example of recapturing identity. Now I shared um, two examples with that potential client that I had, um, you know, that owned multiple businesses, but You know, I speak on this more in depth on my YouTube channel, Dimensional Talent Stream. So like and subscribe, but this recapturing identity, I speak more on that. But I'm gonna get back to how this title of this video came about. Um, And it was through cryptocurrency. I did a teaching on streams of income and one of them being digital currency, specifically cryptocurrency. And so I want to pull that in here so that you can see a little bit more of how that recapturing identity, what that actually looks like. It's pretty powerful. So, again, mentioning the crypto and how, what crypto is, you'll have to watch my, uh, go on my YouTube station, Dimensional Talent Streams again. But one thing crypto does is enabling citizens to do is to own and monetize their own data. Now data is, it's a new asset class that's bigger than previous asset classes like land in the Pacific economy. But we create this digital asset of data as we leave a trail of this data. And then this trail goes into what we call a virtual you. You know, the data, everything that we do travels um, and follows us around. Um, So this is an example of you know, how our data is captured and how it follows us around and it creates like this um, virtual you. Now we call it identity management and it gives away information. um, It only gives away information when it's required to actually do so. So a lot of the transactions now, the seller doesn't need to know um, who you are. They just need to know like how they're going to get paid, or you know, whatever information they're trying to extract, they extract. They don't need to know you personally. They just need to know how to get your information to fulfill whatever it is that they need to do. So this avatar is sweeping up all this data, and it's enabling you to monetize it, and this helps provide um, protection again, you know, for privacy purposes. Now the assets the assets then become or go back into your control and you own your identity and you manage it responsibilities. I'm gonna say that again, the assets go back into your control, your assets is your data, your information, and they go back into your control. You own your identity and you manage it responsibility. So the privacy is the foundation of a free society. So we think about, um, sometimes we get these phone calls, for example, and we don't know how these people got our information. Um, It happens all the time, we get these phone calls and we don't know how they got the information. You know, a part of that can be privacy issues, but now with one of the things with the cryptocurrency is now owning your information. You, you, you know, we hear the term of our information gets sold to this person, or you know, if you have a mortgage and then that mortgage company, uh, for whatever reason, sells or you know, uh, they get bought out and then your data gets transferred to this other company. We don't know all the processes behind the scenes where that actually takes place. So our information is getting sold to other companies, to other lists, and we don't know the behind the scenes. So now, with this piece of cryptocurrency, we begin to take control of that and we begin to um, have our privacy, we begin to manage that. And you know that's our identity, that's our data. And we take control back of our data, of our identity, of the information concerning us, that whole um, protecting of our privacy. So, that's an example of recapturing identity. Pretty powerful stuff. The other thing with recapturing identity is learning and understanding our clients' psychology, their paradigm, their way of thinking. As you listen to the clients, your, pers- your prospects, tap into what the, what's their mindset, what is the, the, the potential mindset of your client, so that you can get an idea of how to address uh, possible concerns, fears that they may have, if they're telling you no, that for whatever reason they're not interested, it's not the right time, really understanding that they're not really telling you no, there's something behind why they're telling you no and so if you can tap into what it is what does their no really mean is it a fear is it that they don't have the the resources at this time is it that they have a spouse that they know is not going to be in agreement is you know so be having that in the back of your mind of what is the reasoning behind what they might be saying because they're not sometimes they are not going to tell you straight out and be truthful Um, with their disposition, so being able to be receptive and maybe even drawing them out to articulate even more about what is really going on um, with uh, their disposition. it could be a personal bias that they have, it could be a bad experience that they have, whether it be past, present experience, uh, a situation that they're currently in, uh, maybe a company that they're they're working with now, um, all can drive their psychology as well as affect their expectations. Continuing on with that client psychology, I like to also weave in there the whole identity and self, you know, the identity and self, it's it's a part of this whole client psychology you know, what they believe about themselves. Do they believe that they can take advantage of your opportunity? Do they believe that the opportunity that you're offering them can change their life, can assist them, that can help them now? Do they, do they believe um, uh, that they can get over whatever hurdle or whatever the reason is as to why your service may be beneficial to them? Do they actually believe? Um, do they have, you know, what is their, their, their education, you know, any struggles, adversity, family situations, um, their financial status, successes, failures that they may have had, um, all affect what they believe about themselves, their attitude, the decision making process that they're going to make, and their mindset, their attitude. And their own self worth and self esteem. Uh, So, this is all a part of recapturing the identity of your prospects and your clients. It's pretty powerful. I mean, as I am sharing this, you know, I'm just kind of blown away. So, how is your business recapturing identity? You know, we look at establishing fostering relationships you know, looking at the various aspects of expectation, looking at what it means to recapture identity, looking at um, the identity itself and the psychology. How is your business recapturing identity? How are you recapturing your identity? We talked about everything starts with us first, right? How are you capturing your identity? So that you can recapture your clients' identity and your prospects' identity, um, it also comes by sharing your business platform and demonstrating how your platform can solve an issue. Um, you know, I mentioned the TW three platform for my my business here, Dimensional Talent Streams. You know, the example of how my business would capture identity is. It is a business platform that has the two pillars of it are lead generation and multiple income streams, which is very critical because without leads, you don't have a business. And with just one income, it is detrimental to your success. COVID, perfect example of why we do not need to have one stream. Um, So it's a business in a box. It's a one-stop shop. It manages um, your clients, your prospects, it manages, it qualifies, and it engages your prospects and your clients. So it manages the assets of your business. Your business platform uh, also, um, it also um, involves, as I mentioned, the different streams of income. And so if you are one that has not thought about multiple income streams or how to even begin to do that, the TW3 platform that my business sits on helps, to, helps you to identify those streams of income um, and helps you uh, to, to get them up and running out of your own business if you have one. If you don't and you're seeking a business opportunity the TW3 platform can become that for you, um, a a business opportunity. So it speaks to the needs. It helps. It assists. It brings, it's the value of the platform and introducing that value to prospects that assist with recapturing identity. It bursts um, the whole rediscovering of hidden talents that you had that you never thought you would like. I shared that example earlier that I'm a natural writer, but I never thought uh, that my writing would go to another level by doing blogging and ad copy. And now I can take that ad copy and blogging and use those as two additional streams of income. Uh, So that recaptured my own business has recaptured my identity not only my client's identity, but by recapturing my identity, I'm able to even more in a powerful way, recapture my prospects and my client's identity because I've seen it, how it has recaptured mine. It is continuing to do so every day. So let us continue on. The shift in focus, the shifting the focus So as we continue to recapture identity, we can do this additionally by looking at opportunity, remembering that the interactions that we're having with prospects and clients is in fact an opportunity. Now, opportunity is all around us, but as we go through life and situations, circumstances, we can begin to take things for granted, kind of get numb, get comfortable, and miss these everyday opportunities that are right in front of our face. So can you recognize opportunity, opportunity knocking? One of the things that we can do to maximize our opportunity is to push ourselves, to challenge ourselves in an area that we know we need to improve in. Or think of an area that you know you may be having some challenges in and look at ways to solve that challenge. An area that you may be dissatisfied in, that's an opportunity. When doing this, it not only creates opportunity, but it's gonna stimulate creativity, it's gonna foster productivity, and it's going to get results. Now in business, as business owners and entrepreneurs, it's all about productivity and getting results. Now, traction also can begin to build and motivation increases. And so then it just becomes a matter of a rinse and repeat cycle that also um, is being formed. Now, the opportunity and challenge I've got here, let us count the ways. I mean, we all have a story. We all have a testimony we have all been through something which adds value, which um, is opportunity. So one of the ways to do this is seeking out expertise in the area that you may not be proficient in, in those areas where you're challenged, in those areas where it is sandpaper, or you feel like you could eat tats. That is an area where We can begin to seek expertise in various ways. You know, I talked about collaborations. I have, this has been such a year of collaborations for me and, you know, new relationships, friendships, bondings, new mentors that have come into my life. Um, And it really has been a time of great collaboration and partnership for me this year. Outsourcing, delegating, taking a course, you know, I mentioned earlier, um, in the session that I joined a marketing group, I, you know, I joined a group, a marketing group, I joined, um, a business group where I got to meet, um, a colleague, the, 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 the example where I shared, of uh, the prospect that had the four businesses, I met her by joining a business group, and so that is something else that can be done to, um, Go after the opportunity and and, and challenge is these different ways of joining a group, taking a course, uh, delegating a task, outsourcing, jump into some partnerships or collaborations. So shifting now to lead generation, uh, I want to give an example of opportunity and challenge. Now, with my business and any business, we all know what leads do for our business and how critical it is to our success. Um, with my business, Dimension of Talent Streams, um, you know, yes, I did face that challenge with lead generation. And I actually, when I think about it, it wasn't so much that a challenge. It was more of a I wasn't satisfied. I was not um, I wasn't satisfied. I felt like, OK, there's got to be more. Um, i I want more. This can't just be it. I know this that there that there is more, and that this is not just it. So there was a healthy, um, I want to say, almost like a righteous indignation, uh, a healthy dissatisfaction, a healthy knowing that there was more. and that caused me to um, want to do more with generating more leads. Um, so I had a desire to have several different lead generation streams coming into my business through various, um, various, uh, methods, various options, different price points, but, you know, I wanted reputable. Um, I wanted to feel like, okay, I'm getting my, my, my money's worth, um, when I am doing my lead generation and having, um, uh, of quite a few different streams of lead generation sources. So the first thing that I did was I, you know, first of all, I talked with one of my coaches, see what he was doing. And, you know, he provided some feedback and I shared some things. I shared what I'm sharing about, you know, my desire and the dissatisfaction and wanted more. And I was, as a result, I was seeking and researching, um uh, you know, these different incomes, not income streams, lead generation sources. And um, I began to seek people out. I mentioned I joined a, a marketing group, which kind of pushed my paradigm, which pushed my creativity, um, which showed me that, yes, there is more and really answered um, that um, wanting more and uh, wanting more uh, itch that I had. And so what that in turn did that lead generation um, by me networking and joining that marketing group, it caused me to, um, it pushed my cre- creativity as I mentioned, because there was some technical lifting as well and learning some different platforms and so forth. But in the midst of it, I networked by, like I said, by joining this marketing group, um, and it meets once a month online via conference call. But this included, you know, by me joining this marketing group, it fostered word of mouth because there were a lot of business owners in this group. It resources, fresh new resources, contacts were shared, trust was fostered, reputation, expectation was outlined. Um, And so that contributed to me and what I learned in this group that I joined. But as a result, my leads have more than quadrupled, no exaggeration. And the true mindset behind having leads, I learned, I really learned the true mindset behind having leads. And what I mean by that was, I have a colleague of mine who gets like anywhere between, uh, let's see, he gets 300 to 2000 leads a week. And we all are like, what are you doing to get it? And so, um, and he happens to be one of my, my uh, coaches. And it challenged me to say, okay, not only do I want that, but I want to create something not only for myself, but for others where I can create like a lead generation suite and have four, four or five different lead sources, different price points that people can use. And as a result, I can monetize that as an additional stream of income for myself. And at the same time, I'm not only helping my business, I'm not only creating an additional stream of income, but I'm able to help other people in that particular area. So that's an example of where there was opportunity and challenge because I had the dissatisfaction. I had this healthy dissatisfaction and wanting more and what can I do and and, and so forth. That that um, is what I came up with, and it caused my leads to quadruple. And I learned the mindset of overwhelming yourself with leads. Because when I first heard that one of one of my coaches was getting anywhere between three hundred to two thousand leads a week, I'm like, "How are you managing that and staying on top of that?" And I couldn't wrap my head around that. And when I began to get like my first 250 leads in a week, then 500 leads in a week and, and so forth. I realized that it caused, it created in me an acceleration in me, not only to get moving, but to know that I have lots of people waiting to speak to me, waiting to hear of my opportunity. And so that created acceleration in me to hurry up and get to talk to these people. It also created um, more organized, causing me to be more organized, to be more disciplined. And it changed that mindset. And the mindset I want to spell out about overwhelming yourself with leads is to keep you running, to keep you chasing, to keep you hungry, to keep you thirsty um, to keep your momentum up with producing um, and getting results within your ba- to increase your productivity and your daily activity is the mindset behind overwhelming yourself with leads. And so I didn't that didn't the light bulb to that didn't go off until I found myself in that situation where I was generating sure. two five hundred leads a week, and it creates more focus. And you know it's all a numbers game, and so it gives us those numbers so that we can play the game and get that sale here and there because it is a numbers game. But you know we can't play the numbers game if we don't have the numbers, and so overwhelming ourselves with leads gives us those numbers so that we can play the game, get into pro- productivity and profitability, and increase our daily activity. Now Leads, I think I've kind of discussed this already about how leads uh, turn into opportunity and, and open doors as I shared some of the uh, stories from some of my prospects. And I, you know, even with that marketing group that I joined the opportunity to, to, um, to have my challenge resolved. And two, if, I, if I had not joined, had that dissatisfaction, I wouldn't have joined the group. If I hadn't joined the group, it wouldn't have pushed my paradigm with knowing all that is available to me in, in the marketing, a marketing arena. Now, I want to share another story. One of my lead generation sources, I was able to speak with directly and mention that he was referred to me. Um, this, you know, one of my lead generation sources, his name was given to me in the marketing group that I joined. So had I not joined this marketing group, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have had this referral. But in talking, you know, I emailed the the this um, marketing, you know, lead generation colleague that I was introduced to and kind of shared what I did in business and uh, what I was looking for. And that created a collaboration where he sent me some things and he asked me my feedback on it. He was creating some affiliate uh, packages. Um, He had wanted to do it for so long. And then having that conversation with me back and forth here uh, brought that back to him that he wanted to establish An affiliate link and said, Okay, you just confirmed that now is the time for me to to do this now. And so, in turn, it created, you know, I was able to um, join. He created his affiliate link. He created these two affiliate programs in his business that I was able to join myself. And now I have two more additional income streams because of the conversation developed and fostered relationship with this contact, I now have two additional income streams. This also resulted in me inviting him as a guest on my podcast on TW3radio.com and seeing how else we can assist one another in the future. So that was an opportunity. It was an open door. You can see how we, um, you can just see the whole process there of relationship being fostered, the expectation in there um, through continued conversation and dialogue. You can see where identity was recaptured, not only for me, but also for him, because in sharing the the problem I wanted to solve also reminded him that this is something he has wanted to do for a while. And now it's like, now is the time. So both of our identities in a particular area were reestablished, And so opportunity and open doors were created. Lastly, but not least, least, retention and generating more business. Retention and generating more business. Now, with the stories I've told, I know you all get the picture, but you know, my source was thinking of retention when he had the conversation with me and he said, hey, okay, what are you looking for? What are you looking to do? What do you do? Um, And he said, okay, well, I'm in the process of, you know, I've always wanted to do some affiliate marketing for the services I provide. And you just kind of confirmed that now is the time for me to get cracking. So this is what I'm working on. Take a look at it. Tell me what you think. But when he did that, he not only was fostering relationship, he was providing me an opportunity, but he asked the right questions to know how he could solve my issue. But also he was working on retention because he established these affiliate programs, which will keep me as an ongoing customer. And so he understood my needs and and what I do Every each and every single day. And he made himself open and flexible in working to see how he could meet my overall goal. He was willing to think outside his box and what he typically does. He was able to, you know, um, recreate some things specifically for my needs. And so if he was stuck in a box where no, I only do this, he would probably be not be able to retain me as a client and generate more business. And so that whole word of mouth was also um, involved in the process of my dialogue because he was referred to me, which is the best advertising. But really, retention. Now, I talk about the gift of Gavin, me and my big mouth, because that self-advertising, because he was referred to me, known as word of mouth advertising, is just one example. But in this, that door of opportunity was open, which started with my challenge of dissatisfaction, wanting more um, and not being satisfied. And when we're engaging our customers, remembering this, that this is opportunity and it's possible doors that are being opened. So not just on the client's end, but it's possible doors open for you as well. actual heartbeat. Think about how, how are you prospecting your system, your platform, your product? What are they going to do with the services you provide? Your client is the pulse, the heartbeat of what you're doing, of your business to begin with. So we've got to stay in front of our customers, how they're coming in, what they're looking for, what they're seeking. It's all a part of the heartbeat. So remember these three little words, generate, qualify, and manage your clients. Otherwise you have no business. Listen to what's going on and be out in front with your customer. Know when, now. I'm sorry, guys, my mouth is a little dry. Now, when we're talking to one of our marketing colleagues, he was asking me to look at his product this was an opportunity, an open door. I wasn't just thinking about how I could benefit when I had my challenge and my dissatisfaction, but I was thinking about his business. I was thinking about how I could resolve other people's issues that are in the same space as I am, and also how I could be a long-standing business relationship with him. So either you're hot or cold. And how, you know, scripture talks about in Revelations 3, uh, verses 15 to 16, it talks about being hot or cold. And it says specifically, because you're neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. It's pretty powerful. What does that mean, spit you out of my mouth? You're neither hot nor cold. Well, if you're having something hot, like a cup of co- hot cup of coffee, if it's lukewarm, you want to spit it out. You, you, you don't want anything to do with it. You're not enjoying it. You don't want to be associated. So that is what this scriptural reference means. I, you know, I don't desire, I don't want you to be hot or cold because, you know, if you're hot or cold, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't desire you. I don't want to be around you. You're not, you're not beneficial to me. And so you when we're doing business with our clients and prospects, you're either hot or cold. We've all heard the term hot or cold when we're talking about leads, hot leads, cold leads. You can become hot or cold in your day-to-day processes of dealing with your clients and prospects and in your business. So you have to think about how could this help others? Um, hot or cold, you know, see the opportunity. Create the opportunity, get in front of more people, understand what people want, what's hot to your clients and customers and what's not. Create wealth, which is the name of the game. Lastly, know your value. Know what you're offering, know the value. Do you have a business platform that manages all the assets? Does it build, manage, and close your business? Is it engaging, qualifying, and providing quality leads? If you don't have a business that qualifies, generates, and manages your clients, you don't have a business, and you're missing some moving parts. Now, when we are dealing with our prospects and clients, you are also getting paid to provide value. You're getting paid to provide value. Um, You can pour value into them without asking them for anything and still get paid. And this is gonna cut through all of the inundation of other presentations, offers, sales pitches, whatever you wanna call it. People will stop and they'll actually listen if you can offer value. Something that they can go nowhere else something where you are making uh, things unequal, where you are stacking up the deck in your favor. So remember that you are getting paid to provide value to your clients and your prospects because all things are not created equal. All things, when you provide, when you can provide value and you're getting paid for it, you're tilting things in your favor, something that really touches them. It causes the person on the end to be indebted to you. So what do you have of value? Provide your experiences, your past and your present. Share how you came through in adversity in business, your knowledge, your expectation, your education. Let your personality come through. You have permission to be you. On my YouTube station, I have a video where I talk about permission to be you. I encourage you again to go on my YouTube station dimensional talent streams and look at and look at that video. You know, this helps establish again authority and rapport. Growing your business through value. You can grow your business through value. And what is value going to birth? There are so many things that value births. Training and coaching, growing your existing business, creating new business opportunities. You're earning money by using giveaways, referral marketing packages, if you have the TW3 platform. You're providing basic needs. You're providing diverse income streams, marketing, training, technical tools. You're providing income and job opportunities. Being able to take everything that I talked about today and leverage, 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 and more leverage. You know, there's a a TV series called Leverage. Um, But using everything that I discussed today and using it to leverage. Leverage is like adding weights. You're stacking the deck. You're establishing, you're fostering a relationship with your prospects and clients, the different levels of relationships, what you can learn from your prospects and clients, the three aspects of expectation, the meaningful conversations, recapturing their identity, understanding client psychology, recognizing the opportunities, even in challenges, generating, qualifying and managing retention, and generating more business, and knowing your value. That is going to wrap it up for us today. I want to thank you all for listening. I know it was kind of a long training, but I really wanted to um, expound on this recapturing identity and how powerful it is For us personally, because it starts with us, but as we're engaging our prospects and our clients and in our day-to-day activities with our business, I mean, this this brings resurrection life, recapturing identity, and this is what we do in our day-to-day activities. So I want to leave you with how are you recapturing your identity? How are you recapturing the identity of your prospects and your clients on a daily basis? This is Valerie Williams with Dimensional Talent Streams. Thank you for joining me. And I'll see you next week um, with another training, another teaching. And again, I want to invite you to tw3radio.com, where you can also find me there every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also by liking and subscribing and coming on to my YouTube channel, Dimensional Talent Streams as well, where you will find additional content there as well. Thank you all for joining me and listening and watching wherever you are. And I'll see you next week with another Dimensional Talent Stream teaching. Take care and bye-bye.